passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I if know. I even make it. So what do we, what are, what do you we'll want to talk with about? It. I'm, I'll, I'll pose the question. I want your um, candid response. Wow. This yeah. is real candid. We're back in action. One and two. My main bitch. That's Tara right. Clem is back. I'm your bottom by bitch. By popular demand. You are not. Isn't that mean that I'm you your could main be power, you could be You could be a power isn't, bottom. Isn't the bottom bitch though like the number one? Yeah, it's number one, but I feel uh, like you're, maybe you're power bottom. Oh. I'll be your Nelly top. Wow. Uh, welcome to Flapping Gaps with Anna and Terry. We have a kind of a revolving door of uh, of broads. We got Kristen Diaco last time and Carrie. Yeah, I was traveling. How did that go? Um, It went really, really, really What'd well. What did you guys talk about? I haven't heard it yet. Oh, you know what? Like when you talk five, six hours a day, it kind of all goes together. Yeah, we definitely talked about. I, I, we didn't talk about the beauty shit anymore. I think we. I think we talked more about like marriage and soulmates and stuff. Terry is very like astrologically inclined, so mm-hmm. I asked her a lot about. I almost said my zoology, but I'm a little bit tired, <laughs> so words are hard. It's that definitely astrology is what I meant to yes. say. Um, but it went really well. Um, Chris, what did, what, go ahead. I was just gonna say we we all had a, a little a girl chat thread this weekend. I don't know how much we can disclose, but it, it just Krista got into a little had a little boo boo accident. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was on that thread. Yes, okay. you were. Bless her heart. Is she not a gangster? <laughs> she's like the like smallest, tiniest, the most coolest, sus- beautiful, cool. But I mean, like most susceptible to car accidents woman I've ever met. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hasn't she like gotten in like Ferrari wrecks <laughs> yes, and, yeah. you the, know. The rest of the Ferrari showed up before the cops did. Meaning like Dan and, and oh, Jay. I bet. I'm sure. <laughs> Everybody I'm in this sure. scene. Yeah, the whole uh, squad or the whole yeah, platoon. The whole family, the whole mob. Just kidding. Pretty much. Um, no, so I'm... I, I'm happy to do the more the merrier. Like sure. if we can get all four of us, that'd be oh, great. That'd be great. Uh, They're cool. Uh, what I, you know, first of all, I think you and I are both very empowering to other women. A lot of women are haters. They want to tear women down, judge women. I love that you're not like that, and I love that they are not like that. They're yeah. both very successful, or at least we hide it well. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I mean, speak for myself. <laughs> I, mean, I try to. I think I've you, you know the older you get, the more you you. Um, actually get joy from seeing people live their best life right you know <gasps> or you can at you least yeah go ahead even if you don't know them like i really i know that sounds corny yeah but i really do love to see people flourish i really do uh, i'm like do i agree with that statement i do if if i like the person and we're close and stuff i still feel here's the thing that i that's been happening to me as i get older is the hate i don't want to say hate but whatever that the, the rage that i feel in my heart whether it be jealousy or envy like the ugly emotions anger 
I go, this is a you problem. Like all the self-development, if I have any of those visceral reactions, I go, yeah, this isn't them. This is a you problem. Well, at least you know that. So I go, you know, because sometimes that will happen. I'll see something that evokes uh, an ugly emotion. And I just go, yeah, this isn't them. This is you. Time to go back to the drawing board. Maybe say some more self-affirmations. Maybe do some meditation. Maybe go on a walk. Have a gratitude journal. Get some candles going. Go outside. Have a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Even like as, as silly as like a green light. If I'm driving and a green light, I'm like, ah, thank you for the green light. Like, it's just constantly, <laughs> I've programmed myself that's awesome. on it. It's been, a, it's, it's a work in progress and, mm-hmm. you know, nothing's a hundred percent, right? You're not a robot. So you still have those feelings, but it's just redirecting them in a positive way. Because if you hold on to anything negative, that's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm-hmm. Like it's not healthy. So no. once you get to that point, it's so liberating And, you know, even if I don't care for somebody, I don't ever want anything bad to happen to them. I just that doesn't give me any satisfaction like at all. I have no no revenge. None of that. I'm not wired like that at all. In fact, it's it's, it's polar. I mean, again, it's a lot of it is just, you know, uh, time and Uh and developing yourself. I really work hard at that every day. I and mean, like you it said, really it's a practice. Do. Like there's never going to be a set end It's not a destination. It's a journey. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's progress, not perfection yeah. with everything. Yeah. And I think once, though, you get to that place internally, then it's almost like the lens that you're looking through. I mean, if you lead with positivity and love, and I know this sounds corny as shit, especially for the, the Bubba Army yeah. and, and everyone listening. But once you you choose to to view through that lens... Your life changes and all these things like, again, it's been I'm really into self-development, though. And I've same I'm like cerebral. I love I love to read. I love knowledge. I love documentaries. I love all of that. And I love um, self-improvement books. I love business books. I've just always enjoyed that, even as a as a kid. Like Mm -hmm. I've always been wired like that. But once you really start like like your journey, Mm -hmm. it like good things start happening. So probably 15 years ago, I would say maybe longer. Um, you know, I think probably in my late twenties, you start, especially in corporate America, you start meeting these people that are really successful and empowering. Mm-hmm. And, and you look at the one common denominator and they're all positive. Yeah. They all want to help others mm-hmm. win And then, you know, you start taking nuggets from, you know, I've had some really great bosses. I've had some really bad bosses Mm -hmm. and it's sort of learning how I didn't want to be right. Not exactly knowing where I wanted to be, but knowing that I was tired of beating myself up Uh and I was, I didn't want to be critical of others. I grew up, you know, my, my father was very critical of everyone from the way they looked you know, everything was, if you weren't perfect, then you were, you know, Mm -hmm. he would let you know. Yeah. And you know, again, I don't hold any will ill will towards him. I really have love for him and I want him to be happy. But, you know, growing up in that environment really taught me how I didn't want to be. And, and I knew that that made people feel bad and it made me feel bad. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't empowering. That wasn't a good place to be. No, like it wasn't to me fulfilling at all. And I knew that as a little girl. Mm -hmm. So I sort of 
learned from negativity and turned it into a positive. I mean, that's really impressive because that's usually not the case. Right. You usually kind of imitate what you see at home. I know that for me, and it is happening at a rapid pace now, I am turning into my dad. Well, I mean, I am is that tur- a bad thing now? Because like, so my stepdad also yeah. played a big part in that. Right. He came into my life when I was 10 or 11 at a very, you know, defining moment for me. And it was sort of a pivotal change because he's so positive and, you know, very intelligent and he was so encouraging. Mm -hmm. So it was also kind of like the perfect, you know, timing. Timing was paramount for me and it really worked out. But my being like him was something I wanted to to strive to be. Mm -hmm. So is being like your dad a bad thing? Well, here's the thing. Um, I I get my quirkiness from my dad. My dad's real, just like a, like, he's amazing. He's like the number one person in my life. He's always had my back. Let me say that first and foremost. Yeah, because I thought you guys were really close. Oh, yeah. I love my dad more than anything. when Lemmy did that interview, I thought your dad seemed cool as shit. My dad is very cool. He's very uh, knowledgeable. He's been through just a lot of shit. Um, but I get my quirkiness from him. And that's a... I think that's a good thing, though. As Bubba would say, it's a triple-edged sword. So... Because that makes sense. It it makes me spunky, but also it it makes me insane. And what happens is like my my father has OCD undiagnosed, but everyone has like little like, it's not like everybody wakes up, you know, and doesn't have a routine. It's like, how should I start my day? Should I, you know, go to work, brush my teeth? How do I do it? Obviously we have a routine, but when it becomes... To the point where it's like if if something goes awry and it fucks up your whole day, like that's a problem. Like right. it, it shouldn't throw you off. Right. And my dad, especially as people get older and they live alone, they get really into the routine Set in their ways. That like one thing that's out of place totally throws them off. They fucking lose their mind. And Is I remember he that person. Yeah, I think just with age, people get more like that. Um, but you know, after the the divorce and my dad was like this when he was still with my mom, but especially after he got divorced, you just kind of, you have your own apartment, your own place, exactly how you want it. Did he ever remarry? No, no. Why? Did, did he ever date? Or yes. Have a girlfriend? He, he actually, he had a girlfriend for seven years. They just broke up like two months ago, but he didn't have a girl. Oh, they, they got, didn't live together. They, they got divorced though when you were later in life. I like, was 24. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so did you know her? Did you yeah, like her? Yeah. She was a very sweet woman. What happened? Yeah. They just, um, I don't think that they were as compatible as they thought. I think it's like the way that I look at relationships sometimes is I'm looking for an exact shoe, right? I know yes, some people are. who are like, I wear a nine and a half and they're just like, whatever nine and a half is like, you're a nine and a half. I'll wear you today. And they, they just kind of make it work. I'm looking for something a little bit more specific. I think at the time that my dad got with this woman, he was just looking for company and they just kind of like nothing was really wrong. And she's a nice woman. And but my dad's really quirky and he is a bit more. I don't want to say code, codependent. He, he, she's way too independent to the point where it's almost a problem. So like she could be like, I just want to do my own thing for a week and not see you. My dad's like, what the fuck's the point of having a relationship? Like fair point. Okay. So after her just kind of being, uh, and I, I don't think she was meaning to be rude or anything. It's just, she, I don't think she's ever been married and she's lived alone like her entire life. So she doesn't know what it's like. It's almost like not having sibling. Like you don't know how to share. Right. <clears throat> Where my dad was married for 30 years and just was like, okay, well, this is what you do when you're in a relationship. And again, just different lifestyles. But again, no ill will. Like they ended amicably. But I'm I'm realizing that things that are a bit out of place now or if things don't go exactly my way, I throw an internal fit 
and I and I'm like that's not a healthy trait and my OCD is ramping up and again it's it's one of those things where it's like a, it's like a wave the where it goes flows, the, right? yeah the Evans and flows or whatever Bubba says you know the Bubba isms <laughs> but it, it, sometimes the volume gets really turned up and then it'll come down and then I'll do be you like, have to literally talk yourself so this is all yeah. an internal struggle yeah. do you talk yourself off of a ledge and then you're like okay I'm gonna make sense of this and calm myself down I'm acting like my dad when he gets freaked out mm-hmm. or is it like an episode where you physically and emotionally out you know like I don't have like out. a tantrum or anything but I do I do engage in rituals that are like make no sense and Can you tell me yes yeah checking my car light like to make sure the lights are off uh, uh, 50 times like it's insane making sure the door is locked making sure my the room my room is closed because we have my roommate has cats and they've been known to scratch shit so I always look under the bed to make sure they're not under my bed and then I close the door and I make sure I can see two cats and then I make sure I can see two cats and make sure I can see it's how many times do you do this I mean till it feels right if you if you talk to anybody with OCD um, they'll uh, probably yeah they'll tell you like it, there's just a certain point when it it feels like it is done it is completed and it could be two times it could be 40 times it could be 400 times um and i i I've, I've had ocd as long as i can remember i uh, my the first thing that happened where my parents wanted to take me to a shrink was when i was 6 and bubby which was my grandmother she uh, would like to kiss me on the cheek but she gave very like wet kisses Ugh. And um, I, I guess I've just always been a germaphobe. Both my parents are kind yeah, of freakish too. about it. And you learn, you see something, you see dad freaking the fuck out. You know, if there's a, a shoe on a chair and he's fucking scrubbing it down. I mean, my I remember growing up, my dad would buy c- boxed cereal and like be putting it under water for like a second, like to wash the, the cardboard. Box? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's just like what you, you like wash. I'm like, no, you don't fucking wash cardboard. Yeah. Just stuff that's a little. I mean, I'm OCD much. when it comes to cleanliness. Um, a bit like so I can I'm not judging by any means but I have you know if if I can't sleep at night if my house is dirty mm-hmm. like if you come home from a vacation and it's three o'clock in the morning and I know I have a meeting at eight o'clock and I can't miss it I can't go to bed unless I'm fully unpacked mm-hmm. unless everything's put away unless everything is neat like to the point where it's kind of a problem um, I have the same thing with going um, bare I will not go barefoot around Mm-hmm. because I have to wash my feet incessantly. Mm-hmm. And my mom, I think, kind of screwed me up with that. Like, you come in from playing, wash your feet. Yeah, You can't have dirty feet. Yep. So now I'm almost... Programmed, obs- yeah. Yeah, like my family mm-hmm. makes fun of me. I, it's like I have to wear so- that cleanliness is next to godliness. So mm-hmm. I've got to... I have some of those. Um, so I, I get what you're saying um, in, in certain ways, but I want to know some other rituals. And then when I, you said you feel like you're turning into your dad and you're having this internal struggle and that sometimes you're a hater, but then you don't want to be like that. Oh, um, is my dad a hater? I mean, not anymore. I was more just talking about like the, the rituals. And if something is, if something's out of, out of whack, do you freak out? Yeah. What's a trigger for you? Um, I mean, now <sighs> everything even just like when i'm gonna eat dinner because i'm like well because the more i learn the more i learn about like because i've gotten an intermittent fasting i'm like okay i gotta i can't be eating any like if i go to bed at 10 i can't eat past like 
six or seven. So if I go beyond that time, I start to freak out. I'm like, I'm not going to sleep well because I'm learning all the science, right? You're not going to digest. So I freak myself out to the point where I cannot be present so you at some paralysis point. through over analysis. Yes. You already determine the end, the doom and gloom right. before it happens. And I just go, Anna, you, you stressing out about it is worse than the bad digestion that you'll have Without in the middle of the doubt. night. Just you freaking, let it go. Just trying to so chill. When you leave for work and if you get to work and you're like, oh, I didn't close the door and the cat might be in there. Can you not have a good show? Does stuff like that happen? I've, I've been better at compartmentalizing things, but I'm so thorough with my checking beforehand that I know that it's, it, it is done, but yes, that will throw me off. For example, a couple weeks ago, I went with some girlfriends and I parked my car. It was like, right. It was like the Uber showed up and I parked my car in a place that was questionable. Like I could have gotten a ticket. I thought about it the whole day. And you couldn't have fun. And so I texted one of the girl's boyfriends and I asked, I just said, hey, can you check on my car? He ended up moving it. I didn't know that. So I was totally fine half the day. And it was fun. Everything was good. He moved my car. It was great. But I thought about it. Point. Even drunk. Like I was like, once I start drinking, I'll, I'll snap out of it. This fucking OCD brain would not shut off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You got to let it go. Uh, dude, you've got to do. You've got to somehow figure out a way that's going to work for you where you're able to enjoy life. Why paralyze yourself? Like exactly. Because it's I'm either worried about something that happened and wish it was different or worrying about something in the future what, what and not being present. Do? What, Nothing. Right? And I know that. And How does it serve you? Not at all. And does it change the outcome? No. So you got to like I can't tell you how many times I've gone through that mantra in my head. Like, but then it's with OCD, it's not only obsessive compulsive behaviors but it's also obsessive thoughts so you get yourself in a loop oh of course and you can't get out of it until you feel like the at least for me it's the similar thing as with a with a ritual you you have to think about it until you feel like you've solved it like until you're done thinking about it it's really hard to explain sort of it's definitely not healthy and it's getting worse and i and i don't know if it's like i feel like it wasn't as bad when I was like in a relationship because then there's some things that are just you have to uh, Concede, compromise with right. other people and you can't have everything your way exactly the way you want it when you want to do it. And do you I think th maybe that was this, healthy. But do you think maybe since think about what you just said, the OCD is getting worse. Do you think that could be prohibiting you from being in a relationship with somebody? Because certainly because now it's like it, I'm. Manscape offers the best in precision engineered tools for men's below the waist grooming. They just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba at manscaped.com. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. The Lawnmower 4.0 features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It has a multifunction on-off switch with a travel lock. Use the 4000K LED spotlight when you need to get a more precise shave or maybe some of those dark areas. Customize your trim through additional guard links, sizes 1 through 4. Enhance your confidence with Manscaped's new Lawnmower 4.0. Get 20% off your order and free shipping with code Bubba at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code Bubba at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
comfortable with the way that things are, even though it's stressful, but it's the devil I know, right? And so... Um, but you're literally stunting your growth. Yeah, I know. And then your body follows your mind. Yeah. So if you start playing all of these games in your head mm-hmm. and, you know, this, oh my God, my car, I'm not, you know, this, the worst case, you always go to that worst case scenario. It's my favorite game to play. But here's the thing. And I have such good insight that I'll even be like, Anna, you don't live in fucking Afghanistan. Like right. that's, What's the that's, worst thing you that can, can walk. Like, so what? You have to pay 40 bucks. Like, who cares? And then I go, you're right. You're right. And then I'll, and I'll be fine for like an hour and then it'll come back. I'm like, what the fuck? So what, when you say it's getting worse, are there certain areas where it's getting worse or just in general overall? Across with- the board. Okay. I, I think just with time management, with sleep, I'll, I'll try to get to bed a little bit earlier and I'm like, I could. I'll t- for example, I'll be like, I could have gone bed, gone to bed 20 minutes ago, but I didn't. So then I just think about, I'm like, why didn't you go? Then I'll punish myself, but then I stay up later and then I get mad that I, it's just this never it's ending counterproductive. Cycle. It is so counterproductive. So it's something that I'm trying to, to work on and be present and, and practice mantras. And I listen to a lot of Mel Robbins. I don't Good. know if you know, yes. I love, love, love her. Yes. I, I you should to download the-, the app Calm. I've heard about it's that. It's very, it's, it's amazing. It really is. Really? It, it's a game changer. It and it helps. Done. I meditate every day and I meditate with the app calm. Okay. And it has different meditation practices and you know what it, how are you feeling? If you're feeling anxious, it will guide you into different. Um, okay. You know, uh, that it's, is it's, definitely getting done because I've heard you're now the second person to mention it. It's great. Okay. I, I recommended it to my mom. You listen, you and Tarek turned me on to Dave Asprey. Guess mm-hmm. who's his number one fan now? You. Uh, me. Number two, maybe, or three. Yeah. Well, I, we can all share that. <laughs> right? We don't have to stress over it. I fucking love that yeah, guy. He's amazing. Yeah. So that's just kind of the, the mental struggle. But it, it's one of those things. And I remember when the first time I got help for it, I was 20 years old, question mark, about 20 years old. And I remember crying to a, a counselor. I'd never seen a therapist or anything before and I just said, like, I've been played with this since I can remember. And the thing that scared me is I I was always kind of a little offbeat. And I remember crying to her and saying, I, w- I want this to be gone, but it's so interwoven with my personality. I don't know where the OCD ends and my personality begins. So I thought if I got rid of my OCD completely, which you never really do. No. But if I did, you deal with it. I thought that it would take away like that was part of my like I didn't know what my personality was. At 20 you were thinking this. Yeah, because when you when you're when it's like a psychological thing, if you're anxious or depressed or OCD and I was always kind of quirky and and kind of funny and silly and stuff like that. So I just thought that if I got rid of the OCD that I was also upset because I didn't want to lose my spunkiness. So I didn't know because it's literally like locked like this. You know, in your eyes it is, but you're a prisoner. Mm -hmm. You are literally holding yourself prisoner. First of all, you're always going to be funny. You're you're very intelligent. So that's ingrained. You can't mm-hmm. you can't not be funny. Right. And if, and th- if you give yourself a break, you can't not be funny if you allow yourself to be happy and let your guard down and not worry. Like worry is worry will kill you. Yes. It serves absolutely zero purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you let that go, I think if anything, your intelligence and and your um, you know, your sense of humor, I think all of that would be act actually amplified in a good way because you're no longer you're letting you're able to breathe yeah and listen nothing is sexier than confidence and when you can let that you know that mental these mental gymnastics you're playing with yourself when you can let that go 
and just be present. And it's so freeing. Yeah. You, you stop, you know, giving a fuck what people think. Mm-hmm. You start enjoying yourself. You give yourself permission to be human. You don't beat yourself up over over if the cat got in the room. What's yeah. the worst thing that could happen? He scratches a comforter or, or whatever. Like once you start thinking or, or once you meet people that have real world problems, like I'll give you here's something get stressed out over work or something stupid. You know, I'm human. I'll still have these thoughts. And then I get a call from my college best friend who's a physical therapist, genius, brilliant. She lives in D.C. Her husband is 39 and he was just diagnosed with stage three pancreatic cancer. And I'm like, I'm sitting here stressed out over a meeting and this 39 year old who who has two, they have two young kids. She had kids late in life. She has like a six year old and a 10 year old and they're going to lose their dad. And he's 39 in great shape. Doesn't drink. Doesn't like the pillar of health. And I'm worried about a stupid meeting. Like, so it's also perspective. Once you start looking at things and again, a gratitude journal being grateful for waking up. Yeah. You know, being grateful for having our friendship for, you know, just silly things. It's all about perspective. And, you know, you start thinking about, okay, I'm going to beat myself up and be miserable all day over where I parked my car. And this guy is probably not going to be around in six months. Right. Like you've got to start having that perspective. But here's the, here's the thing. It, and I've done all of that. I, I go through the whole, like, be happy you have legs that right. work. I swear to God, I, it gets on that level. And I, and As I'm it told, should. But it's, it's, and what I've been told is like, it's literally a disease. So it it's hard to fight. It's not you being ungrateful or something like that. But here's the thing that, 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 throws a wrench in that as I go yeah you know I'm so grateful I don't have stage three cancer I'm so grateful I have legs that work and then I go wow I can't even handle this right like I got no backbone I got nothing on my side like I got no grit I can't believe I can't and then I beat myself up over not even it's like you you normal shame yourself you're like I can't even deal with this and that person is so magnificent right. like I don't there's this one guy that I follow his name is like Nick's and it's something fucking Italian the, the motherfucker has one arm and no legs and he's just like he's a bodybuilder I've, I've seen him Do you know online. He's, I think he's, he's a local guy amazing he has it looks like finger yeah yeah and he gives talks and he's just like i feel bad for you because you have a shitty mindset and i'm like what the f-? it's like Pfft. right and i'm like right. that guy is doing shit right and i'm worried about a parking ticket right, right. like and then i normal shame myself because i'm like well, wow i can't all, handle anything you brought up a great point shame we mm-hmm. all do it yeah we're all guilty i know you've heard of this is corny but Brene brown she does a ted talk on shame it's phenomenal She's a great author too. Really, really talented. Um, you know, you, that's a never, never, never ending game. Mm-hmm. It, it's a losing never, battle. It's, it's a losing battle. It's wasted energy. You know, I think that's also goes with, you know, shaming other people for whatever it is. You know, I might think internally, like if somebody's into some weird shit like inside, what? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, that's really weird, but I don't want to make them feel bad about it. Uh-huh. Like, okay, that's that that's their life and they're choosing it. So right. that's not on me. But you gotta give yourself the same, you know, break. It's not like you're always gonna be struggling. Like and just I think also these people that are like, Oh, I'm so positive and 
my life is great and I I try to be like that, but I'm human. I have bad days. I get stressed mm-hmm. out. You know, just understanding that everyone's life that you think is great isn't. Everyone's struggling. Yes. Everyone has their shit. Everyone has, you know, issues. Everyone's has unhappiness. Everyone has stress. And and being able to give yourself a break and realize that it's not the bigger, better deal. Just because these people posted this shit online and, you know, they say, wake up and be positive, you know. And, oh, and I don't as buy I that tell for a second. That, yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, just allow yourself to be happy yeah. and try to give yourself some some breathing room. And it's not an overnight. It's not, you know, you should feel bad because you struggle with it. I think we all do. I think more people are just vocal and and have more courage to be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. I think that's really showing strength when you're like, yep, I don't have all this worked out. I struggle every day. That actually makes you more likable, I think, than without a doubt. Within people who are like, "This is my perfect morning routine." Yeah. Yes, even yes. in leadership, we learn like be transparent. Let yeah. your let your team know like when you're having a bad day or or if you're upset over something. Like, don't be a robot. That's uh-huh. a turn off mm-hmm. in any personal business. You know professional whatever don't be a robot right but give yourself a break that is one of the, the best compliments i get because i don't get very many um from the what? chat from the chat not from you but i'm saying from the you know just the people that listen to the show and 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 essentially pay my my paycheck the one co- i wouldn't even call it a compliment but the one descriptor that they use that i really like is they say i'm really relatable yes well and i think I that's like a huge that compliment. a lot i i really like that because i don't want you know obviously i'm not a model and that's fine and I, I don't want anyone to... You're not trying to be, though. You're not like, right. flaunting your cervix all over the internet and trying to say, hey, I'm hot. That's true. And, oh my God, this is what I do. I'm not hating on people that do that, but right. you, you're, not, you're not pretending. No, but if I can just be like... Because I, I know how helpful it was when I saw my first um, OCD commercial. Because when before... I went to a doctor for it. I just thought it was, I'm weird. Yeah. I'm a weirdo. Absolutely. And when I saw like this commercial and I remember it was like in sepia, you know, it, like, <laughs> the craziest it, name. it was, it, no, it was like in sepia and it, like it, the colors, you know what I mean? And it was two guys on a bike and it's like, do you obsessively wash your hands? And I was like, like huh? Like, do you have me. obsessive thoughts? I was like, what? I was I was maybe twelve or thirteen. And it's like, do you fucking do this? Do you, you check the door that? a thousand times? Yes. And I remember seeing that, and I go, and they go, you may may have obsessive compulsive disorder. And I went, holy shit, it's like a thing. You're like, oh my god, I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. I just thought it was me. I didn't know that it was a thing. And once I realized it was a thing, that was so helpful and useful that it was now a thing. That's awesome. That's like pretty fucking common. I mean, very. It's on a spectrum, like most things, but. Um, it's it's a thing, and that was really fucking pivotal. And I remembered that moment for the rest of my life. Now, if someone, you know, if I'm doing weird shit at home, and I share that on the air, and people go, "Fuck, I do really weird shit like that at home," you know, and and people are like, "Okay," and just to be open about it, and like you said, transparent about it, I think people like the fact that they can kind of relate to the who you are, and, and that I'm not playing a character on the radio. I'm not. You know, I'm not a, a top 40 hit right. where it's like, oh my God, yeah. I went to the house screen. It's like super cool. I went to bingo. Right. And I'm like, God, fuck. My girlfriends and I did this. Yeah, and- I'm like, I had an obsessive thought for 20 right. minutes and right. I was, you know, running in circles and touching a door 50 times, you <laughs> right. know? Right. That's kind of crazy, but some people can go, fuck, I do that shit too. I mean, you've got to have these conversations because then, you know, people understand that they're not alone and that 
you're being real, you're vulnerable, you're expressing yourself, you're not a robot, and hey, this, like it or not, these are my struggles, you know, I want to have fun on the air, I want to, you know, cut up and not take shit too serious, but this is what I struggle with. I mean, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, good, good, I'm glad, because that, that's... And I think that's a huge compliment, yeah. saying you're relatable. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me... Um, that's attractive. Mm-hmm. Very attractive. Uh, yes, because I'm also I'm drawn to people online where, um, like they're relatable or they're they're kind of like. Here's the thing: I can tell the difference between like a feigned flaw, like when people show like they're like, oh my god, my nails are like so gross, and they're like not right. like the, something that's right. benign like that. But when people like really like are very honest about like how gross they look in the morning before they put on makeup. And I'm right. like, I'm like a oh, girl. Thank you for that. Yeah, Because who the fuck wakes <laughs> up looking like an Instagram right, model? Right. Nobody who wakes up, puts on makeup and then gets back in bed to be like, yeah. Ah! Like it, what was that movie? Bridesmaids. Yep. Did you ever see that? Yes. Where she's like she gets up and, early and then, yeah. And act. I mean, listen, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed, but I've done that before <laughs> when I've like hooked up really? back in the day. Oh my God. You I'm got so up early to get ready. Oh, yeah. And then Absolutely. got back in bed. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Just like that movie. Okay. And I was with a guy that was just as big of an asshole as that guy. So you really related to that moment. Oh my God. I've done that so many times in my twenties. And then I I hit 30 and then I'm like, wait a minute, this this doesn't matter. Like why in the hell would I give a shit if anyone saw me without makeup? Uh Like, do you know how ridiculous that is? Because you can only what it put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm owning it, right? I'm not again. Yeah. Not trying to be an Instagram model, mm-hmm. but it was so ridiculous that you know I finally. And again, I'm not. I'm not too ashamed to admit. Yeah, I've I've done stupid shit in in my twenties trying to impress people that if if they don't like this, then. You know, sorry, I ain't got yeah. nothing else for you. Yeah, it's not it's not worth your time or anything like that. Yeah, and, but and I've done that. It's of, embarrassing. Of course, of course. And what I've learned, and it's one of those things that you like, you know, but you really don't feel until probably you're a little bit older, but like how sexy confidence is. Oh. Even with like, even with yourself, and I do it all the time with, you know, faking it till I make it sort of a thing. And I go on a, even if you're feeling not confident, like it's gross. It so is. just pretend like you are, and then you actually do gain confidence. Without like, a doubt. Yeah. You trick yourself. You do. You like, trick yourself. When I'm giving, like, if I'm giving a lecture or something at a conference, I'm scared as shit to get mm-hmm. up in front of a bunch of physicians or CEOs. Right. I'm, like, you know, fairly new to this game. Like, but they wouldn't know it. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, why the hell would they want to hear from my dad? Right. Ass? Imposter syndrome. Yes. And- like, I'm like, oh, you know, everyone goes through it. Yeah. And uh, I have a girl, um, a friend of mine who's very, very, who I'm close with and I'd worked with in the past. And she is so, oh, God, what do I want to say? She struggles with confidence, as we all do. Sure. But it's to the point, and she's single. Or it's crippling. And it's crippling and it's uncomfortable. And I've had to give, like, little pep talks, like, we were at a business dinner once and the guy that we were we were having dinner with, it was a vendor and he's very good looking, but just a cool guy, you know, like yeah. just really cool guy, down to earth. 
and you know, we're, we're joking. I was bitching about how I got up at five and he went to the gym. I'm like, me too. I did legs and you know, we're yucking it up and she's a little overweight and whatever. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's got it going on, but she doesn't know it. Yeah. And so we're just kind of yucking it up and she's like, oh yeah. And here I am some big fat blob. You know, she's just constantly <laughs> taking a shit. And I, I love self-deprecating humor first and foremost. Yeah. So I'm not trying to be hypocritical. Because I really, if I got to laugh but at myself. But it's got to be funny. Like. Right. And it's got to be, and, and it's not funny and it's uncomfortable. And, and then she's like, you know, I, men that you guys just all want tits on a stick and twigs and, you know, I've gained 30 pounds during COVID and no guy would want to be with me. And I'm like, yeah, because of the way you act. I said that to yeah. her. And so we got in the car. I'm like, don't you realize confidence is the sexiest thing? And, you know, a woman who might not be perfect looking or might not have a beautiful body or whatever but if she feels good about herself and is having a good time and is a good person and confident that's way sexier than a dime piece that doesn't have a brain yeah i'm like don't don't do that and she's like well you self-deprecate i go yeah but it's funny and i'm laughing Mm -hmm. you're not laughing right and it was uncomfortable and and you can tell that and he was like they have a history like he really likes her. They've, they've been associates. Like he really cares about. And you could see like he didn't like that. And here he's like looks like Bradley Cooper. I'm not joking. And you could tell he was turned off by it. Yeah, you know? of course. Kind of we're like laughing it off. And I'm like, and he's like, stop. Men don't like that shit. No, no, not at all. And it was funny because like, so I went on a date probably about, I don't know. It was, it's been a while, two and a half, three months ago, something like that with a guy and like, I'm being 100% honest, I was batting out of my league. I remember you telling me about him. I was him. fucking, no, I don't think I told you about this one. The real hot guy? Uh, There was another one. Okay. Yeah. This was one this was the even... hot guy you made out with? Okay, maybe I did tell you. You did tell okay, me. Okay, maybe I did tell you. So, yeah, so I was patting myself on the back, like, just, like, bagging, just going on Girl, a date. you made out with him. No, but Hello? this is, this is like, when I first saw him, right? So we meet up, and I go, oh, nice but i'm like but then you start to get in your head because then you're like shit like i'm not matching you know and i go hey and this is when you know all the self-development shit i go hey even if you you're feeling insecure and you want to like be kind of like your your friend who's calling herself a blob or like yeah well i'm not i don't have this and i don't i go nobody thinks that's attractive right no that's gross he's not gonna like that you're not gonna like that i'm like just fucking act like you're the hottest girl in the room and And i fucking did and you (laughs) and you made out with him that's the end of the story and he never called me again um pretty much which is fine it was a great night i left it at that it's great night. I think Left he it in did. That. I think he did contact you. He did, but it was like you know, it fucking bull. It, I, it's he was going through a divorce, right? And I'm looking for something, and he's looking for a piece of ass. Of and course, he knew it. Yes, I, I, but that's I, cool. I, I Girl, suspected. You scored your confidence. You know, think about how you won that night. I did. I did. I was just like, listen, but here's the thing. I got exactly what I wanted, right? I didn't go home with him. I wanted things you to could be a certain... No, it certainly did, could have, but I wanted things to be a certain way, and they weren't the way that I wanted them, so you walk away from the situation. You always have the option to walk away. And I appreciate that. you Gabby Petito. But anyways, that's, Ooh, I know you don't want to talk about that. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, but... It's not that I don't want to talk about it. I just... It's it's exhausting because of all the speculation. Right. And the guy's a scumbag. His parents helped him. And it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. 
It is. And uh, we're going to have to end it there because I, I know you got to get going. Dude. I got to go get choked out. Um, that sounds like a good time. Not so by you're a, coming to my not, house, right? I know. I wish it was a sexual thing, but I, I started taking a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's awesome. So um, I'm, I'm trying to learn something new, which is really fucking cool because I feel like, you know, I don't want to say at my age. for doing that, man. But... I, I feel like something that I've always liked about myself is I was I've always been willing to try and do new things. And I started noticing, you know, a couple of years ago that you kind of stopped. Kind of when COVID started, sure. I was just like, eh, and you get in your routine and you don't want to do anything that like makes you really uncomfortable. And I go, but you know, that's where the growth happens on it. You know, I started knocking on my brain and I go, I've been wanting to try this for a while. I've been uh, a pussy about it because I'm going to have to be a fucking beginner. Start from, you know, letter A. Very humbling. First step. Very humbling experience. And, and very vulnerable in front yeah, of strangers. Absolutely. Where you're your ass beat on a mat. Absolutely. But you know what? I just every time, the first couple times, which were hard. Now it's like I know a face or two and I'm like, hey, what's up? That's cool. But. I the first probably three or four times I was like you get props for going right you Just don't worry about the door. you get props for walking in the yep. door don't worry about doing anything and people know people are all there to learn right and nobody cares everyone, about you everyone is caring exactly. about their own experience you exactly. just finished my sentence and exactly everyone was where you were at some point absolutely and even if they're not they're just like I'm worried about my moves right. and me getting better no I don't give a fuck about this no person no one's trying I don't to check know. out your form unless it's your no. instructor of course and they're just trying to help you right i'm so really great. proud of you thank you Yay! it's it's been it's been really it's been really fun so um hopefully we'll get some some footage from that sometime soon hopefully. and you'll be seeing it on the uh the bubba army youtube channel but tara thank you so much Thanks, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you next time right Bye. on